Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. Uh, many of you are asking about the uh, picture on the lead-in graphic there. Uh, that's the blind leading the blind. The blind leading the line. blind. You can see that now. All right. Uh, and then hear what Jesus has to say about that here in a moment. All right. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Yes, amen. All right, let's see our memory verse together. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. John 3, verses 5 through 6. Our psalm this week is Psalm 119, Aleph and Bait. We say it together. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your just and righteous decrees. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you, let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the just decrees of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, see you checking in. We've got Chris, um, Grace, Lori, Tim, Karen, and Don and Karen are on Facebook. Good. Vicky's there on YouTube. She says, what a beautiful day. I agree. Um, I'm a little bit tired. I went <laughs> for a longer bike ride than usual. I wanted to see if uh, the trail had been... Um, fixed that had washed out oh a couple of years ago now and uh, indeed it had but it ended up putting me pretty far north farther north than i intended uh, so yeah i ended up having a 22 mile ride instead of probably more like the 18 that i had planned but so it goes it was a good day for it all right let's uh, hear our first reading again this is from the prophet amos one of the 12 minor prophets for behold he who forms mountains and creates the wind, who declares to man what his thought is, and makes the morning darkness, who treads the high places of the earth. The Lord God of hosts is his name. 
Hear this word which I take up against you, a lamentation, O house of Israel. The virgin of Israel has fallen. She will rise no more. She lies forsaken on her, on her land. There is no one to raise her up. For thus says the Lord God, The city that goes out by a thousand shall have a hundred left, and that which goes out by a hundred shall have ten left to the house of Israel. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live, but do not seek Bethel, nor into Gilgal, nor pass over Beersheba, over to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like a fire in the house of Joseph and devour it, with no one to quench it in Bethel. You who turn justice to wormwood and lay righteousness to rest in the earth. He made the Palladius and, and Orion. He turns the shadow of death into morning and makes the dark night as night, our dark day dark as night. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. He rains ruin upon the strong so that fury comes upon the fortress. There ends the reading. When I was on my bike ride, I had an idea of something I wanted to write down, and and I forgot, and I just heard the prophet Amos say something very similar. So <laughs> it reminded me of of this uh, momentary thought I had on my bike. Okay, uh, but I'll leave that aside. Oh, there's Gus and Eileen. They jumped on too. Good. Uh, notice here. This is a very different God than what most people think God is. I would say most people today. Um, the, the God that uh, is worshipped today, um, even, even by the same name, right? So, in the name of Jesus, uh, you might have seen my social media post. People invoke the name of Jesus. Jesus would welcome everyone. Well, he does welcome everyone, right? And then what happens to them when they come into his presence? They're repented. Their hearts are changed. They no longer go back. They no longer continue in their sinful ways. Hmm? Right? They live a life of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That doesn't mean that they don't sin any longer. But Jesus does say to say, oh, I don't know. Um, the woman caught in adultery, right? Go and sin no more. Um, he says to the rich young ruler, go and sell everything you have and give to the poor. I mean, there is an amendment of life that Jesus um, teaches us comes by way of his spirit working through the forgiveness of sins. So uh, when sins are forgiven, then hearts are changed and the spirit is living and active at work. Um, to direct your life. The God that's worshipped today by many is a God who not only um, welcomes sinners into his presence, but does nothing with them. As a matter of fact, encourages them to continue in their sin. (laughs) Um, There's actually a really great uh, Instagram channel. Um, Well, it's really great in a sad kind of way. It's um, uh, the woke Jesus Christ. So it's the woke Jesus Christ. So it takes all of today's like political um, machinations and all the words that uh, are put in Jesus' mouth and then turns it into uh, memes, things that Jesus never said, right? Um, so, for example, today, Jesus says, this was the one posted this morning, happy Pride Month, you guys. And then one of the disciples says, but doesn't the rainbow mean God once destroyed a sinful world with the flood? Jesus um, no, I don't believe in your monster God. And he's holding rainbow flags and he's got rainbow tattoos on his face. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's blasphemous, I, I suppose. Um, but I think it's helpful to show this is the God that, this is even the Jesus that people believe in, right? So you can go look at the link to that, um, posted it in all the, on all the channels. Um, 
And uh, that Jesus, this monster God that he, that <laughs> this fake Jesus refers to on Instagram, is not the one that Amos is talking about. Well, it is the one that Amos is talking about, right? The God who brings woe and weal, um, who destroys, right? Who causes the rain to break out uh, and flood, right? But he tells you right in the center of this prophecy why um, God would bring destruction upon Israel. Why? What is the word that he takes up against you? And I would say against us, right? How does he lament us, right? Why? Um, for right here, verse four uh, and five and six, we'll say, or even seven, right? So this is the, this is the key section. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, seek me and live, not woke Jesus, real Jesus, but do not seek Bethel, that's one of the false worship places, nor enter Gilgal, another place of false worship, um, even under the name of, of Yahweh, Israel's God, Bethel, right? But it was not the place that God had established. Hmm. Nor pass over to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live, right? Because there is only life in Jesus, the, the Jesus of the scriptures, not the Jesus that you want him to be or, you, or that today's, you know, political correctness has turned Jesus into. No, the actual Jesus of the scriptures, the one who calls sinners to repentance for the forgiveness of sins, right? Um, Last, there's a consequence if you don't, right? There's a consequence for those who um, rebel against the gospel, rebel against the forgiveness of sins. God will break out like a fire in the house of Joseph and devour it and and with no one to quench it in Bethel and turn justice to wormwood and lay righteousness to rest in the earth. This is a word of judgment. Um, and you think, well, God would never judge us this way. Jesus would never judge us this way. This is the angry God of the Old Testament. Um, not according to the New Testament. The consequence of rebellion against God is the same, whether old or new. Um, God revealed in, in the Old Testament or fully revealed in the person of Jesus Christ in the New Testament uh, and then working by way of his spirit. It's the same God and it's the same word. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus says all scripture testifies of him. This is his word. Hmm. Right? And that would help us understand maybe parts of Scripture that people don't like to read, the parts where he curses Jerusalem, for example, right, because of their faithlessness, their rebellion against his word. This is really important. All right. Um, oh, there's this bit, too, that's pretty cool, um, where he, they actually name some constellations. Um, he uses the, um, I think these are Babylonian names, actually. I think they come out of Mesopotamia, so Palladius and, and Orion. Right? So he's naming these constellations and saying that they are God's creation. Um, I think there's probably more to that, but uh, I can't remember all the mythology attached to those two characters. Anyway, then our reading for catechesis is from Luke chapter 6, continuing there. And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. 
But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and steam uh, stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. All right. Um, at the beginning here, we have to talk about the blind who leads the blind, right? Um, who are the ones who see? Maybe we should ask that question first. Welcome, Defresh. See you on YouTube there. Who are those who see? That was right away. That was <laughs> just one verse backward. Uh, I didn't put it there on your screen. Uh, it's verse 38. So I'll just read it for you again. Pull it up. Get it quickly here. Um, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Right? The ones who see are those who measure all things through the love that is poured out upon them in Christ. Right? That superabundant measure. That really cannot be measured. It's a cup that overflows. All right, who are the blind then? Not those who live in the love of Christ, who live in faith in Jesus, but rather here, very specifically, the teachers uh, of the law. To whom is Jesus telling his parable? Let's go all the way back to the beginning of the Sermon on the Plain. Um, it's unique there. It's Jesus speaking directly to his disciples. The crowds are gathered, but he's speaking to his disciples. All right. Um, he says, the disciple is not above his teacher, so he's talking to them, and he's their rabbi, so you guys are not above me, but everyone who is perfectly trained, you might say, by me, by Jesus, will be like me, Jesus, right? So how is one perfectly, um, and remember that word perfect doesn't mean uh, like, I don't know, like Da Vinci's man or, um, you know, the platonic ideal, um, but by the per word for perfect here is related to teleos, which means completed, right? Fully trained. How is one fully trained? Would be a better way to translate that. So you come up with some scripture on that. Well, fully trained by Jesus. I kind of gave that away, didn't I? Fully trained um, as God strengthens the faith, our faith in the crucified Lord Jesus and his forgiveness, right? We are trained, we're fully trained to trust solely in the Father who gives his Son for our life, right? That's the completed um, training. Think of... Um, how um, St. Paul says it in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, same saying, homologao, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly joined, completely, fully joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, right? Who is that? In Jesus, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Uh, later on, he says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, right? So that is the same mind and same judgment that we are completely or fully joined to. Um, we have something similar from Paul in Galatians 5. Pull that up. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, freedom, by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing, right? So that is to look uh, for unity outside of Christ, outside of his forgiveness, and rather in um, the ways of the law. One more example I've got for you here. Um, again, to the work of Jesus to make us fully trained. Now may the God of peace, 
who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete, perfect, (laughs) and every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, good. Um, Why does Jesus speak of specks and planks? Probably heard a sermon or two on this, specks and planks. Both are made out of wood, all right? So that's that's helpful. So they are the same, they're of the same substance, of you might say, right? Um, it's necessary for proper vision that we see um, through the wood, right? But which wood? And I think here, if you look in the context, this is very interesting. He's talking about teachers of the law who are the blind leading the blind. They are the, those with the, with through, they're looking through the measuring stick of the law, right? Um but that God would have us, Christ would have us see, th- uh, see through the wood of the cross on which Christ was crucified. All right? So remove the speck that is in your eye, then you may see the plank that is in your own eye. Remove the plank that you may see clearly the speck that is in your brother's eye. Right? We're talking about forgiveness of sins, and it's through the wood of the cross. Right? Not, you can't see it when it's obscured by the law. All right. <clears throat> so how do we remove the plank in our own eye? I mean... It's, it's a relativity game, right? Um, of course, our sin always seems greater than our neighbor's, um, as well it should, right? Because we know it. Uh, whereas our neighbors may look to be a speck in their eye. Um, to them, it may be a plank, right? In either case, what is it? By confessing our guilt under the law and then trusting in the abundance of mercy that is poured out in Jesus. Then we properly see with our eyes the forgiveness um, that belongs to our fellow baptized sinners. As Jesus has removed sin from us by the way of his cross, so then also we can declare forgiveness to our neighbor again by way of the cross. Then he talks about trees, and again, this is all cross language. We've got the trees. We've got good trees and bad trees, right? Um, should remind us of some trees at the beginning of the Bible, Genesis. Yeah, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? We have evil fruit and good fruit. Um, the importance here of the connection, of course, is that Jesus is the new Adam. He's reminding us of that who has come to give us a hiding place in the tree of the cross. And the tree of the cross, even though it's a Roman device of torture, is for us Christians our hiding place, um, the shade of the tree um, of life. It is the tree of life for us. Uh, Actually, there's a terrific hymn on this by Stephen Starkey. Um, It's called the tree of life, actually. It's in our hymnal. It's really beautiful, confessing this. All right, so what fruit would a good tree produce? That is the good tree of the cross. What would it produce? It produces faith in Christ, uh, forgiveness of sins, and draws our life from him, the one who gave his life for us. Of course, we're the good tree because we're joined to that cross. What is the important connection then to figs? Genesis 3, Adam and Eve tried to clothe themselves in fig leaves. Um, There are those who say it was a pomegranate, but I like the idea of that the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil were figs, connecting it then to the fig leaves, right? And then the cursing of the fig tree, um, during Holy Week. I think it makes sense, doesn't it, that way, the connection. Even though in Genesis, the fruit itself is not named. Um, The leaves are, that they stitch together. There's probably something that could be said for um, using the leaves of the tree that that was their source of betrayal then to try to cover. So they used the tree that that was the source of betrayal then to try to cover themselves further in their shame. Hmm. Sin covering sin, right? Uh, and then we have 
Oh, we have grapes from a bramble bush and figs from thorns, right? Thorns. Mm, that sounds familiar. Again, the curse of sin. Genesis 3 chokes out the good fruit. Bramble bush. Um, this word is interesting. It's used in the Septuagint. That's the Greek Testament translation of the Old Testament. In Exodus 3, for the bush that is on fire in which the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses. Hmm. Right. The significance there is that God did harvest a vineyard, Israel, um, through his testimony from that burning but never consumed bramble bush on Sinai, or not on the mountain, right? Who's the good man then spoken of um, in verse 45? A good man out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good. Well, that would be Jesus, of course. Um, and in Luke's gospel, you might even see then the fruit of that goodness of Jesus being made manifest in Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph would be an interesting um, connection, right? Why? Listen to uh, what it says here in Luke 23 of Joseph. Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good and just man. Right? Good and righteous. Why? For the sake of Christ. Right? His faith is in Christ. How do we know that? Because of what he does, the fruit that he bears. He takes down Christ from the cross, he wraps him up in linen, buries him, and even donates his own new tomb for that purpose. Isn't that beautiful? So Luke may have that in mind here, um, or Jesus would as well, of course. What's the good treasure of his heart? What is it that he treasures? Jesus' priceless treasure, as we sing. His word, right? The word of Jesus Christ crucified, um, through which we receive the Holy Spirit to strengthen faith. There's many examples of this throughout the gospel. Uh, maybe Luke 8 would be one example. You know that story quite well. If I can type, right? Um, Jesus says, this is still in the Sermon on the Plain, uh, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Uh, no, that's not the Sermon on the Plain. That comes after this. Sending of the, yeah, it's a whole other story. Sorry. It's just the parable of the soils. You know that parable quite well. Um, how about later on, chapter 10, it's used again. Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, that good treasure. Right? Again, it's to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him. Um, later on, Luke 11, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit, to those who ask him. All right. Who is the one uh, who does what he says? For out of the abundance of the heart of his mouth, of the heart, his mouth speaks. Who is the good man who, that would be Jesus, the Lord. All right. Um, then we have this whole story about, about the house. This whole story about the house. All right. Uh, the house should remind us, of course, of the church, as it usually does. And then the rock upon which the house is built is Jesus, right? He is the cornerstone. He is the uh, foundation. Uh, it could be any number of those things. Um, as St. Peter says, for example, in First Peter. What was I going to say about it? Oh, one interesting little church architecture note. Um, in the classic churches of Europe, especially, um, and of the Middle East, one of the practices, um, so if you were going to build a new church, consider this, is that the altar, specifically the altar, um, has its foundation on the bedrock, right? So you, that you would you would dig down until you hit bedrock, and then you would build up the platform for the altar to sit on, 
Right. Uh, and then you would build the church around that. There's actually a famous church. It's been on the cover of Lutheran Witness a few times um, because it's quite beautiful. Um, it's a relatively recent construction. It was built uh, back in the 2000, or late 90s, early 2000s. Um, it's out in the country. Um, there's kind of a story to it. But but the architect did this. I remember having the conversation with him about it, um, that he took the, took the time. He knew it was going to cost more. But they actually laid the stone altar in place and then built the church around it. And that altar was built upon the bedrock, right? Which is confessing ex- this story right here, um, but through their architecture. It's really beautiful, right? Uh, of course, the foundation, um, the rock, and then the foundation that's built upon it would be, of course, the prophetic and apostolic scriptures that testify of Jesus. Um, maybe think of Ephesians 2. You know, the first part of that was my confirmation verse. <laughs> For by grace you are saved, right? Um, but later on in the chapter, um, listen to what he says. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built, passive, on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, the capstone, or the, the you know, that cornerstone right in the, right in the, that everything is built around, in whom the whole building fitted, being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Beautiful, right? All right, so what does Jesus then uh, mean then by saying that we should do his words, right? What does he say here? Um, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? What does he mean by doing them? He means to listen to them, clinging to them for life and salvation, right? So without the word, um, the church would fail. And actually, I would suggest all society does too. <laughs> um, according to the Bible, the the church is actually the foundation, is the only reason why um, this world has not fallen into utter disrepair, decay, and ultimately hell. It's for the sake of the calling of salvation of others, right? So, uh, and we always pray that the Lord either come quickly or that he preserve his church for the sake of those whom will believe in his name. Um, Chris asks in the chat, Facebook, do we look at our children as good or bad from our tree, but no judgment, just aren't we uh, to be wandering? Um, yeah, there is, there are, there is conversation in, uh, especially in the giving of the law, say at Sinai, where the sins of the father is visited upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those um, who hate me, right? Um, but then showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So it is true that um, sometimes the rebellion of the parent against God's word bears fruit in the rebellion of the children from God's word. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. Um, the children rebel despite the parents and their um, instruction in God's word and their commitment um, to it. And, uh, but, you know, there is that expression, right? That uh, a bad apple never, or an apple never falls too far from the tree. Right. Right. Um, and this is something that, in particular, for the pastoral office, it's not, not necessarily given to, to uh, everyone in their vocation, but specifically with, with the office of, of the holy ministry, um, St. Paul's direction to Titus and Timothy both um, is that the pastor must manage his household well, meaning keep them, um, instruct them in the faith, um, discipline them in love, right, and raise them up as Christians, um, or else it disqualifies the word that he preaches, right? it becomes hypocritical. And uh, we don't like that, um, and it is true that, um, well, one other aspect of this is that the the pastor's family uh, receives 
I would suggest uh, more attacks, um, especially to depart from God's word, from the word of Jesus, than others. Why? Because as Jesus says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter, right? So if there's scandal in the pastor's family, it undermines the whole ministry of the church. All right. I've seen this play out, of course, um, in many different places, even in our own tradition, right? Um, So we don't, um, I guess maybe a way to say this is that um, here he's talking about individuals. He's not talking about your children. (laughs) He's talking about the fact that well, maybe he is talking about your children in some sense, but but primarily he's talking about um, your confession of faith and the way that you live is bears witness to either the presence or the rejection of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, now, Chris is saying there's other external influences like um, schooling, and that's exactly true. Um, public schools today, in many places, uh, and many teachers, not all, of course, and not every school, uh, become ideologically driven um, with agendas, much like um, our government and much like uh, even our corporations promoting um, agendas, ideas, and well, things that are contrary to God's word, which means they're setting themselves apart from God's word. They're setting themselves up as a as a pagan religion, as a as an idolatrous faith, right? And they're promoting this and encouraging um, children, especially, to do that. And I think there's nothing more abhorrent than um, exposing, indoctrinating. Um, directing children into rebellion of God's word, all right, which is why I reject public schooling uh, for my own children, for example. Um, it's just not an option for us. Um, it's challenging enough to go to a Lutheran school or to homeschool, um, but public schooling is just not an option for us because of that. And, you know, I, I've seen it in the children that have been confirmed in this congregation in the last four years, for example. Um, under the influence of the rest of society, they fall from faith. They no longer practice the Christian truth. They no longer remain steadfast in Jesus' word, even though they promised it just a year or more ago. Right? It's pretty incredible, isn't it? So um, I think we have to be careful about who we allow to influence us, right? Who we allow in our presence, what we watch, what we listen to, who we read. Um, I think it's very important, especially with children um, who aren't always, you know, it's not always clear. We're not talking about um, hating other people. We're just saying, you know, I just can't be in your presence because um, the way that you live is contrary um, to what I think is good for you. And um, and I don't want to even give the impression to others that I um, condone your behavior, for example. Important I expose for this month. All right, so much to say there. All right, stick with Jesus. That's the key. Read, his, read listen, inwardly digest his word, right? And seek by the Spirit, you know, have the Holy Spirit have his way with you um, to direct your days you know, according to that word and let Jesus work it out. <laughs> All right especially trusting in his forgiveness uh, for where you go wrong, where you misspeak, um, or where you speak where you should, maybe should have been silent, etc. Right. Good. Baptism. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word, which is that word of God. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. All right, Uh, let's sing a little bit of our hymn today. I'm running a little long here, so we'll keep it short. Let's sing... How about we sing uh, three through five? 
of good cheer for God's own Son, forgives all sins which you have done, and justified by Jesus' blood, your baptism grants the Can't hear you, Amelia, but I appreciate you accompanying us. All right. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the church and her pastors, for all missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ and his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray in Thanksgiving this day with Sherry, who celebrates her birthday. We pray for our households, that of Michael and Michelle, Joe, Dale and Pam, Summer, Greg and Sharon, and Jessica. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, and Pastor Kretschmar, Merlin, Jim, and Mike. We pray for our homebound, Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. We pray for uh, the work of Sheboygan Hispanic Ministry, our mission of the month. We also pray f- um, that the Lord increase uh, and preserve humility amongst us. Continue to pray for those grieving in Uvalde, Texas. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been a blessing to be with you today. Uh, Enjoy the day. It's beautiful, of course. And uh, sunshine, and cool, and a little breeze. It's nice. And, uh, of course, you can uh, go back and watch last night's service if you weren't able to be here. Um, pretty light attendance. Uh, it's, oh, it'd be more encouraging to have more people there, but uh, I know some of you have other commitments, so you can go check that out. And otherwise, uh, we'll see you again in the morning for our prayer. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting 
stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.